And welcome back to the Reserves Podcast. Gentlemen, how are we? Hello. 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 Fucking hello. Hello. How are hello. we? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, Dylan? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How's your week? Uh, week is Monday. Week has been good. Weekend. Week is Weekend. two days old. Oh, uh, here we go. It's a good one. Are you a Sunday's first day of the week or is Monday first day of the week? Don't be silly. The week starts on Sunday. That's fucking no, scientifically no, proven. No, no, no. It's a Monday, isn't it, Dylan? No, it's Monday. Sorry. It's definitely Monday. The work week starts on Monday. No, no. Monday is the first day. No, the week starts on Sunday. Well, how can Sunday? we go into like Jesus' seventh, like the seventh day is the Sabbath and that's Sunday? That's the end of the week, mate. Oh, so you're listening to him now, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So how how was your weekend, Kobe? You were down south. It was actually a good weekend. Who won the tourney? Who won the tourney? Doesn't remember. Uh, <laughs> Marion Nelson, a lovely lady from Denmark. What was the tourney um, like stipulations? What did you have to be age? Oh, I'm height, actually, weight, I'm actually not too sure, but it was a max handicap of eighteen. Oh, how old was our uh, our winner? Marion? Oh, I think Marion would have been mid fifties. Oh, sure, lovely. Was with that a, the rough age with, a, the... with a handicap of five? Is that the rough age of the competition down there? Yep. Yeah, cool. yep. It is the provincial tournament. How are we um, on Saturday night having a few beers with the old folk? I had a couple of beers with the girls. Yeah. It, was actually, it, was actually not, it was actually a good time. I was just a bit more depressed that I missed out on a win for Ath. Yep. Correct. Mm. Here they come. Oh, don't. Don't say that. Here they come. <laughs> don't call it. Don't call it early. A grade pending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been a good week. Would so that be a story? Oh, wouldn't it would be, wouldn't it? We're going to move in to the people's voice. Oh, just going straight into straight it. Straight for the jugular. Like always, uh, this one comes from Nick Gillies. Haven't heard from him in a while. Yep. Mate, lift. Ooh, Dylan lift. calling mm. our boys calling on a Monday. Nick. Nick. Nikolai. Pull your head out of the clouds. Because <laughs> he's that tall. Because he's that tall. <laughs> Send in some bloody questions, fella. He goes, thoughts on the Suns finals birth. So he is a Gold Coast Suns fan. Big Nick. Yeah. So he would have been quite pleased from the after the siren clutch goal from Noah Anderson on the weekend. Mm. That was um, that might be one of the games of the year. Yeah, oh, it, has oh, to it be. was. It was. Um, so Gold Coast sitting eleventh, currently one game and a bit of percentage outside of the eight. Where do we sit? Isn't it sad that this is their best season? <laughs> well, they come home. Technically, with... it's their second best. Their best <laughs> one was a one-man army with Gaz. Gaz. They come home against the Bombers, Brisbane. Oh, here we go. They, they got Brisbane this way. I'm going to do a... No, they got the Bombers this Sorry, way. Sorry, they Bombers and then Brisbane. Oh, here we go. I'm They'll beat do, Essendon. I'm going to do a cob. Yep. All right. Bombers versus Essendon. They'll beat Essendon. Sorry, Bombers versus Gold Coast. They'll beat Essendon, as I've said four times now. All right, then they play... Brisbane. Lions. Brisbane win that. So one They'll one. lose but to Brisbane. in saying that, Brisbane going through heavy... Uh, health and safety protocol at the moment They're really struggling So, so we got them at one and one Then the Eagles At yep. Metricon They'll, They'll beat the that. Eagles Hawthorne at Utahs Oh that'll be tough We'll see how that one goes mm. So we need it We need They're it They're not We're going to go loss Two go and loss. two Geelong They'll lose to Geelong two and three And then they finish up with North So three and three So three and three So that, that Hawthorne game might be the, so the deal breaker three If that's the case That gets them to 44 points Who Collingwood is currently on in sixth Richmond are on say, 36. How many wins will that be? That'll be 11. 11. Yep. You're going to need 13. You need 13. So that needs 12 to get, if you're really lucky. They need to get that Brisbane game and hope that Brisbane are just health and safety in a bit of trouble. Yep. And they need to beat Hawthorne down in Tassie. Yep. So <clears throat> did we see the, the post-game presser with Took Miller and what Stuart Jew said to the Gold Coast players at halftime? He wrote on the board. After they were down by 34 points at halftime, Stewie Drew wrote up, we're not trying. And pretty much went the playing group. Nice. And he said afterwards, he said, at halftime, it was one of those moments that as a parent, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and then obviously they came back, they were 40 points down at one stage early in the third. Yep. Finished the game, Stewie said, wrote on the board, we tried. Ooh. How good's that? It's got a bit, oh. of, got a bit of movie stuff yeah, about it. Oh, dude, we just want to play for the big fella. Maybe um, they should have got that in the uh, what's what was the documentary? Oh, yeah, the one where he uh, just said yeah. fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck. 
But I just like. Are we gonna fucking? He likes a bit of. Are we gonna try? Because I think yeah. that's what he said. I don't. I don't think they. We're gonna show some fucking fight. Yeah, that's, that's the one. But do I don't think they're gonna make finals. But the thing I love about Stewie Do and the Suns is that like when you think Gold Coast, you think like, you know. 3% body fat, we think chiseled abs, we think surfer boy, and you've got big Stewie Jew, right? the big fella, right? doesn't wear a belt because right? his gut's too big. Right? Big fella loves his speedos, doesn't care, body image not a thing. I was very concerned where you're going with that. <laughs> right? And like, it's just great for the great for the organisation, if you ask me, big fella leading a uh, nice bronze facade <laughs> out on the beaches <laughs> there, mate. <laughs> moving, get your, get moving your can on. on, boys. Moving on. <laughs> This one comes from Kane Sarich. What are your... Uh, I'll just say it like this. Who currently do we think is a smoky that could win the flag? Okay. Oh. So, so let me get up some odds. Like, what do we define as smoky, boys? Like, well, that's what I'm... Um, that's why I'm getting the odds. The like, odds. Well, here we go. Let's do a quick rapid fire. The smoky right. would be Richmond. The current... The three current, That's got to be the obvious one. So, the only teams in single fidget, fi- fidgets... Fidgets. Figures... Figures? Single f- what digits. Single hey, with us. You need a single fin. I need a... Is yes. there... Like, here we go. Let's be fair. We go, we've got Melbourne 320... <laughs> okay, I'm going to take over here from Dill. No, nah, shut up. Stop interrupting me and then I'll speak normal. <laughs> we've got Melbourne at 325, Geelong at $4 and Fremantle at 750. they They're the only three teams in single digit odds. But this is the thing, Dill. So there's what? Five rounds left, correct? Maybe six? Yep. And there's one game, and a bit of percentage of course, but one game separating first to sixth. Hmm. So when we're talking like, yeah, but know, r- roughies, yeah, like, I think we got it would be like, Richmond. Richmond's no, no, the No, but the I think roughie. we also just got to, in the brain here, fellas. Okay. I know that the odds, the the um, talking about practice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're talking about practice. I know that the ladder is quite condensed, but in our brain cells, hmm. we know who out of that group is, is a realistic roughie. chance. Yep. Yep. So I think sitting here at twelve dollars, a roughie to win the flag, and I'm going to keep on him is Carlton. Yep, 100%. I've said for a while, I thought it's Carlton's the big dark horse. And Weedering coming back, always liked how they play, different dimension, how they can move the ball out of their back half now. Charlie Curno, Harry um, Harry Mackay, big ball midfield. All right. <sighs> well, now that we've there. just moved a couple spots up the ladder, I'll mm-hmm. say Collingwood then. They're just playing good footy. Okay, playing good. They were disgusting oh, on the yeah. weekend. My one thing, my one thing with Collingwood, I just can't see how they're going to kick a winning score in a final. Like you're relying on Jamie Elliott, a little bit of Guinness. Yeah, they seem to score really I know, well. And that, it's it's amazing, isn't it? That was that one knock on. It's almost like McRae came like, in and said, "We don't have a main like, focus point, so we, we have, might just find another." It's almost avenue. like we have, you we, could... have, we have big uh, Brody Grundy going to come back, so I reckon that's going to play around a little bit with their structure. Yeah, do you think Darcy Cameron goes forward? Has to. He has to play, mate. It's almost That's like Brody no. Grundy could be traded for a forward in the offseason. Oh, it's amazing, mm. isn't it, there, Dylan? Mm. Maybe well, Rory Lobb. So here we go. Do we th- do we think... <laughs> Grundy to Frio. <laughs> little segue. So if we look at the top four here at the moment, and of course it's going to change more than likely, but do we honestly think that a team this year could win it from outside the four? Uh, do we think... I think it depends so. who slips out, to be honest. If you I look, think so. There's Geelong, Melbourne, Fremantle, Brisbane currently holding up the top four. Do we think Carlton? Collingwood? Nah, look, I don't. Oh, do we really think that? I don't think so. You don't reckon? Like that that question was about a smoky. So Carlton have got a bit of a tough run going into they do the back end but it's as well. Proven that having a tough run is better for your side heading into finals. It's proven, than an easy run. proven. Yes. Science. Who proved that? I did. What what is your <laughs> I hypothesis? Done but I listen to it on the radio. <laughs> what is your method? My method. No, just listening to people. Yeah. But do, oh, Sydney's a funny one as well. Like they could be a team that like they lost that elimination final last year to GWS. Like you think if they're in an elimination final, they could give it a proper dip. You got Buddy, a bit of Tom Papley. Mm. You know they could make a run to a prelim, but gee, oh, they're just all, a bit up and down, aren't they? They are. They just are, a bit mate. up and down. They are. It's hard to see. How they're going to be able to compete against it? Like they beat Melbourne. Like, they did be beat honest, They beat Melbourne at the MCG. So did Fremantle and so did Collingwood. But they battled against North Melbourne at the SCG, mm. and they've lost to Essendon mm. at the MCG as well. So I think their best they could beat anyone. Probably not Geelong, but yeah, you'll be. In. Do you who have are the, who else? are the ones to beat right now? Oh, it's Geelong. You reckon? Yeah, Geelong, hundred percent. Their game style and how their options forward for them to win. And this is a little bit of a football segment at the moment, but for them to win and 
Stengel, Cameron and Hawkins, who've been their big three goal kickers for the year, for them to only kick two out of the three of them, between the three of them, yep. and beat Melbourne convincingly mm. and smash them around the footy, that, that's good. No Tom still, Stewart either. I still got questions about Geelong in the finals. They haven't stood up enough for me. I think their game style makes them... You can't win a flag until you prove it to Cobes. Oh, I'm with you, but the only way they can do it is by making finals, exactly. which they will. they will. And their game style arguably is more threatening than it's ever been before. Look, flag man will end of discussion. There you go. <laughs> um, Brad Dixon comes in with another sort of who's Good your favourite. Good Dicko. He goes, who is your favourite for the Brownlow right now? He says, it's got to, he says, it's got to be A. Brayshaw. I'm, yep. I'm sure he's referring to Angus there. Um, <laughs> now, nah, looking once again at the live odds, Andrew Brayshaw is currently favourite at 325. Locking in with $4, Clayton Oliver four fifty, And our boy, Paddy Cripps, after a quiet second half to the season so it's far. slipped. Is at nine. All I'm going to say is do not sleep on Luke Shuey at $501. No. <laughs> oh, God. I, was just, I just wanted to go through and see where the nearest eagle was, and he was at 501. Um, oh, he's, he's clear, far and away favourite, mate. Like, I think it's going to take a fair way for someone to catch him, to be honest. Like, Clayton Oliver's going to have to go on a tear to, to get it, if you ask me. Andy's what? He would have... I don't reckon he would have had too many one-voters. There would have been a lot of threes. Every time he plays a good game, he's best on. Like, Cripp is going to be up there. Neil's obviously going to be up there. Like, the odds don't lie, though. People are pretty smart on with it. But Andy, like, he's almost untaggable, isn't he? Like, West Coast tried for a half with Nelson. They actually did. That was a Sydney, we, we, um, said he did oh, we well. spoke a bit off air. Like, I think Sydney sent someone to him this week. but like, Someone tagged him a couple of weeks ago, and he had a bit of a quiet one. But when yeah. I'm saying quiet, he still had 20 touches. Yeah, like... Um, oh, who was that? It was... Who we played before Port? Carlton. Carlton put some work into him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Hewitt went to yeah. him. Yeah. Hewitt went to him. Yep. Um, oh, it has to be Andy, doesn't it? Um, I think I'll just go against the slight grain and say that I think it's going to be Lachlan Neal. Lachlan no. Neal. That is Oliver. disgusting. No, maybe Never Clay say Oliver. that again. I don't know. I, honestly, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those ones where you're right, he's good games... You think, yeah, that's got to be three votes, but then, mm. like, just in the background, what was that? Will Brody just had 36 with 20 yeah, test it's a good possessions, point. you know? It's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, look, at this rate, there, he will probably be it'll getting be a, a good, lot of it'll threes. It'll be a good count this year. I think it will be, especially with mm. Paddy Cripps mm. starting so hot. Like, oh, I, you, you can't really win it off a half, but half of a season, but could we see Paddy Cripps so far ahead? By his first hamstring injury, we're like, gee whiz, like, maybe if Paddy just pulls a couple of ones and twos in those yeah. quieter games, could he maintain the lead? But no, it will be so, a ripper count. So the big one with Paddy, like, obviously he did his hamstring against Gold Coast, so he went three against Richmond round one, three against Doggies round two, three against Hawthorne round three. Gold Coast, obviously not, but then he came back and smashed Frio, three. North Melbourne, three. Round eight, Adelaide, three. And then he sort of started to dip away a bit. So that's what, mate. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen. You don't win the Brownlow on eighteen votes, still. I didn't say. I know. That. I know. I'm just saying I'm is that saying eighteen that. votes is a lot of votes early in the year. He's going to have to pick up in the last couple if he's going to take it home to get around that thirty mm. mark. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Good from you, Champinus. Thank you. <laughs> we got two from. Got... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuckola. That's you, mate. Whoa! Whoa! Crayola, <laughs> Shit. <man>. bitch boy. <laughs> we got Betty Pole giving us a two-parter. Oh, shock. What is the greatest piece of advice given to you? Oh, I've got a good one. Um, sleep when you're dead. <laughs> sleep when you're dead? Sleep when you're dead. Um, prior planning and preparation prevents piss-poor performance. That's a lot of peas. There you go. Yeah. Seven peas. Mm. Do you know who gave you that um, advice? Well, I know who gave it to me. Um, well, Kobe Matthew things. Riley. Sure. What's yours? He's an author. Best piece of advice... Don't trade in still side bottom. <laughs> and I went against it. Sure. Was, did you trade in steel? Yeah. Oh, you I went, goose. I went, like, come on. Right, just before the listeners go, oh, dearly, so shit at fancy. I'm going uh, right. right up there. Yeah. Thank you. But <laughs> I went. <laughs> Here are my credentials. Yeah. I went for the instant reward against um, North. North, because I thought Collingwood were going to go out there, win by 10 goals, pay a bit of chippy, chippy, still run around, get a couple, not, oh yeah, still side bottom, run around, get a couple of cheap plus sixes. Turns out he needed to kick two goals just to get 78. But yeah. it's right, one hit wonder this week, luxury trades for me. That's how good my team is, luxury trades, and he's nice. out. That's very good. But um, just want to quickly shout out, so sleep when you're dead. Uh, it's the whole, you know, you've got to keep doing things and, you know, don't, oh, don't rest. It's um, but, oh, yeah, Sorry, I have one. 
Best advice? Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> who gave me that advice? Him. No, it wasn't me. It was actually uh, Kev Day who actually gave that to me. Those few people that know who Kev Day is. Um, yes, he did go to prison. Um, so oh my, my one God, with uh, sleep, brother. sleep when you're dead. Um, that was the great Todd McBride. Of course. I've got one was. from Todd as well. Sunday June. What? what? Oh, yeah, I know what it is. I heard the Beaufort. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, and then the last one. So this is we're going to segue this one. Thanks to Benny Pohl. Being halfway through the season and another engine failure, mm. will Ferrari be able to realistically challenge for either championship? Genuine, what the fuck? Like, there actually, was fire. What the fuck? No, mate. but like the the whole car was on fire. Now, Kobe's going to be able to break this down further, but Dylan, you've jumped on this fucking roller coaster start of the year. Mm. I know red makes it's you looking go- good. Red makes you go fast, mate. So you've had a win, but your Phew. car's on fire. What the fuck's going on with you? Red team, makes mate? you go. Too fast. We just keep fucking it. That's exactly. all I can say. As someone that's a year one F1 fan, and I don't know all the lingo yet, we yeah. just keep So apparently it. his throttle got a bit stuck. That's the one. I was, that's what I was waiting to his, say before you... His throttle got a little bit stuck. Before you interrupted me. That's what How I was does your fucking which, throttle get stuck, Which mate? then put a bit of stress on the cooling unit and thus the flames. But... It's a really good question. Which was when, a a lap later, Leclerc starts going, the throttle feels a bit weird. Ferrari went into, oh, fuck, mode. Um, But no, I think to answer the question, um, one of my hot takes was that um, Ferrari win the constructors. That was just a hot take. Mm. Um, I think the answer is no. Oh, it's Red Bulls already. Um, No, but in, in terms of both, like I just, we're literally going into every race um, we're almost at the point where we expect one, one, if not both, the Ferraris to fuck up. Okay. Question. I just don't think they can We're at win. the point now where it's, all right, what is going to happen to Max for him not to win? Can I... Because no one will beat him. I'm going to do something very different to my usual lingo. I just need to process and make sure... Yep, okay, I'm ready to go. Boys, I'm going to go... I'm gonna, I'm You've gonna, been in a real hole lately. No, no, no. I'm just going to say a hypothetical. Okay. Okay. Not allowed to say. I know. I know. That's why I had to have a fucking breath, Dylan. And you guys done to crack me already. Give me my moment. If Ferrari's two cars were fully fit, fire and ready to go, and performing to the level that they should be, if they're fully fit, no fucking throttle problems. No, at least winning constructors. Are they? Are they? Yes or no? They are at least winning constructors. A Red Bull. A Red Bull better than Ferrari if both are fully fit. Kobe. Oh. Fully fit, no hamstrings, no well, shoulder this is the issue. This is the issue. Red Bull are quicker in qualifying. Ah, sorry, Ferrari are quicker in qualifying because they're quicker over one lap. Mm. Whereas when you get into race time, then mm. it is Red Bull. Here we go. So answer the question. The I question. I think it would be a lot tighter, but Red Bull would still have go. the okay. upper hand. Here we go. Yes, hypothetical Here we again. Go. Oh, don't. No, I'm not doing anything crazy. Okay. I'm just going to okay. say. Okay. If they are fully fit and firing. Yep. Both cars. Yep. Of both teams. Mm. Verstappen. Is better than Leclerc and Science. Yep. But Leclerc and Science are better, better than, than Perez. Perez. Ah, and correct. therefore and therefore Ferrari's winning constructors and Verstappen's still winning. But this is the thing the though, individual. this is the thing though, Checo when he gets a good run at it, he can win a race. As yep. we saw in Bar Buckle. Yep. Correct. Buckle. So it would be a lot closer. And Do I you, and I don't count out Mercedes at the back end yeah. of the year. They're starting to sort their shit yeah. out. Do we predict Ferrari to get their shit together? Or do you think it's just going to be... I think, they'll get the shit, I think they'll get their shit together, but it's already too late. Sure. You can't make up, what, 100 points almost? Well, that's the yeah. thing. I don't, it's one of those ones where it's like, I don't even... You need some wet weather, boy. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to well, be able to get their shit together. It's not, it's even, it's not even that, because mm. Max loves a bit of rain, so... Because, mm. like, you look at, like, you look at... You look at um, Mercedes problems they were having earlier in the year, mm. where everyone was like, oh, they sort of... Will they be able to find it? But their problems aren't cars catching on fire. Mm. It was like downforce problems yeah. and porpoising and, and things like having the wrong strategy. That's right. Yep. You know, it's not like your car is literally lighting on fire. Yep. Like so, but I don't think France, Ferrari... France is next in yep. a fortnight, and I traditionally, when cars are good in qualifying, you can get around France quite well, mm. and that's Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So. And then it's Belgium after that. And traditionally, even when Ferrari is shit, they go all right in Belgium. So the next two weeks might be all right. Were we massive fans of just the orange smoke around the Red Bull ring? I was so confused. I was so confused. Because I was like, I was McLaren? Watching, we'll get to it a little bit later. But like, I was watching the tennis and the F1. I've gone, 
Has there been like a flare? No, well, that's the thing because I was just like, it is a flare. I know, I know. Saying, it was in Austria and that's Verstappen, yeah. right? Yeah, Red it's Red Bull. It's no, called no, the no. Red Bull Ring. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, we've had shit. a smash. I've knocked my mic over. It's um, um, the Red Bull home race and it's the closest race to Netherlands for. Yeah, and what? We have a race in Netherlands, you dickhead. Sorry, no, we do. Yeah. But I'm, I was They're just. They're orange like, because of him being Dutch. Yep. Yeah, but that's why I was like, this looks like a display for McLaren, who are orange. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit strange. Mm, it is. Formula One fans in Europe are strange. Yeah. They are strange. Um, but moving on to exactly... Zandvoort. Oh, Zandvoort is in Amsterdam, okay. which Mo- is in the Netherlands. Yeah, moving on to exactly what Hayden just said. Play a Formula One game, mate. <laughs> Both of the two biggest sporting events for the night were on at the same time, Wimbledon. Right, so you had to go two screens, two phones sort of yep. action. Yep. The king met the goat, okay? And... Kyrgios, just like we've seen, started well. Um, Novak, he was just clinical. So, that he was clinical that first so set. Kyrgios, slow out of the blocks this year in Wimbledon. Mm. That might just be a bit of age, I reckon, or a bit age, of age. You reckon? He he has not. I've watched Novak pretty closely this Wimbledon. Yeah. He has not played anywhere near his best tennis. And he I was genuine seventy five percent. I reckon it's a mixture of age and lack of tennis. Yep. But the thing is, when you're playing five sets. You, and you're that good, you could yep. almost have a bit of when rough, a rust proofing. It's set. amazing when you're playing at 80 to 85% and you still yeah. win a Grand Slam. Yeah. But yeah, so the question here that we're coming in um, will we see Nick Kyrgios in another final? Who is it again? from? Who is it from? No, that's a oh, I, it was, well, I think we will. Voice. I think we really will. I think he's got his, well, I was going to say he's got his shit sorted, which is not true at all. Mm. But I think he's found, you know, he can, I think it started with the doubles win at the Australian Open. Mm. I think that's what kicked him off. Yep. And then he's gone, right, if I actually put my head down a little bit, I am actually quite good. Mm. He's such a funny one. I'm going to see what you guys think of this. He's a competitor, but he's not at the same time. He rocks up for the big games. If the big stage, he'll put on a performance and he'll give it 150%. Yep. But if no one's watching, oh, yeah, against some unranked bloke named Nakashima, I'm just going to just piss this in and just whatever happens, happens. You know what I find really funny? It's so interesting, right? What I find really funny is because Wimbledon had its ranking points stripped because there was mm. no Russian players, mm. Nick's made the final, what, took a set off Djokovic, and went down, in and he's gone down in the rankings to forty-five. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's bizarre. But oh, I think it, Wimbledon's his only chance, to be honest, to make it. He's a good big, grass player, just because of that serve, and we saw how difficult it was for Novak to return serve, albeit fucking really well. <laughs> Mate, the, like, um, some of the. Rest- the serves he was returning, I was like, you are a, you're a robot, mate. It was one of the best games Nick's played, mm. to be honest. Um, and that was against the comp- like, the world's best and arguably the GOAT. Um, like, Nick's first serve percentage like of getting it in um, was astronomically high. It was like and, 68%. Yeah, 68%, which you win most games with 68%. And... and Novak was not only returning him as he always does, but he was making it really hard for. Like he was up on Kyrgios heading into that third shot, essentially. Um, oh, he's, but he's an entertainer, isn't he? Like mm. in all the all the ways, just the talking to the box, the what seven hundred beers lady in the front Mate, row, which was yeah. fa- hilarious. The box, the boxing is one of the more stranger things I've seen in sport. Sure, he's he yells at his box. To, to stimulate him, sort stand of up and cheer, yeah. and he will remember. Like there was one stage where he was sitting on the bench yelling at them, saying, "It was forty love, forty fifteen, and yeah, I had, yeah. and I was getting nothing from you, nothing." Yeah, and he, yeah, you yeah. Know, but he's one of the stranger things. But to answer the question, um, I don't think we will, just because, I agree. I agree. just because this, I wouldn't call it like the dream run. He had a very good run. He had mm. to knock off Sitsipas, but then he, I, I reckon he would have beaten Nadal, mm. especially. On grass. It, especially on grass and Nadal being a bit underdone. Mm. But he had the dream run. And the the honest thing is, it's like no other... He doesn't even play the French. Yep. He's proven on hard court that he just... He's got it for the first two rounds and then he just doesn't. Like we see a lot of the shots... It's a hard he, surface. A lot like. of the shots he plays, grass all over. Mm. Okay. But then you look at like next year, another year older. Well, you'd hope... Medvedev mm. comes back, ban Russian. Rublev will come back, ban Russian. Those are two top 10 players. Kashinov will come back, ban mm. Russian, top 15. I just think this was... This was the opportunity, this was the. It? I'm not going to say this is the only chance, but this was the opportunity, and it was just a shame that Novak was a robot on the other side and got yeah. through everybody he had to. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll see him in a final again. It's really sad. It's really interesting. Like your man Novak won't be able to compete at the US Open later in the year. Uh, expected to appeal the Australian um, deportation uh, situation. So essentially, his next tournament, Grand Slam tournament, would be next year's Roland Garros. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm go. very glad you said mm. that because to follow up with that, so we've got. Right now, and this this is this is one of those ones where this is shit. So unvaccinated US p- players can play. Mm-hmm. Unvaccinated international. We've always said on this podcast, and even I've said it, you should just be vaccinated anyway. Yep. Yeah. But then you like it's like, well, if you're letting unvaccinated US players play, you got to let everybody else. Mm. That's just that's then just shit on the US Open. Yep. Anyway, so he probably won't be able to play US Open because he's not getting vaccinated. He's already said it. Currently. You've been deported from Australia. You can't come back for a certain amount of years. Three years, Can't yeah. play Australian Open. If you put... If you put 100, and so that leaves Nadal to sort of come back and have mm. a crack, currently 22 to 21 Grand Slams. If you put 100 unbiased tennis fans in a room, would there be enough currently on Novak's career to get more people saying that he was the GOAT over Nadal with like three less Grand Slams. I think honestly there would be enough people who are so put off by Djokovic. And no, no, I'm unbiased. The most yep. unbiased, unbiased completely from stats. Yeah, probably not. You take in, yeah, take away the politics. You take away everything. Novak Djokovic, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. I, I think. Um, Maybe I'm Mumbai, so I think he's an absolute dickhead <laughs> in the nicest possible way. But he has been... I think to be the greatest of all time, you have to be consistent on all surfaces, mm. of which he's dominated hardcore, as we've seen with the Australian Open. Yeah. He's been dominating Wimbledon for years. And of the big three, he's the one that's been the most consistent yeah. over the f- three yeah. surfaces. And and to be honest, he's the second best player on clay currently on the ATP Tour behind Nadal. So um, Nadal, on the other hand, he's won his Wimbledon, won a bit of US, won a bit of Australia, but... Yeah, I think Novak's probably dominated a little bit more over the th- mm. over the four. Federer will always be the goat for me. F- Federer will be, I think, the most influential and impactful player. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and just I don't know. He just had, he was the first real. Excuse my French. After Agassi, probably just had that swagger that you just went. This guy's shit does not stink like yeah. at all. And then Novak's just come in and has just turned into this. You can't beat this man. And we saw it last. He's not night. pretty. No, no, he isn't. Um, I could like. What does he do well? Like, you could sit there and go, he's got a good serve, good backhand, good forehand, just does not make mistakes. Mm. And that's that's Novak's career. Yep. So, um, on the game, though, like, do we feel like oh, I was on the edge of my seat for the whole game, essentially? That first set, you go, oh, I had money on Kyrgios in five because I thought if there's ever going to be someone to beat Djokovic, it's going to be someone with some X factor and genuine. Like, Ben Stockton always says, Marit Safin 2.0 is old Nick Kyrgios. The between the leg serve, drop shots all the time, thousand mile an hour forehand. Thought he had a chance, but like, did we ever feel that Nick was ever gonna come out on top? No, throughout I didn't, the game, I didn't, no. 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 He won the first set, and lost the first set last year. He won the first set, and it took him all of fifteen minutes to take the excitement away from me yeah. when he started yelling at his own box. It's just um fascinating when he got that forty love forty fifteen thing in his head. Yep. And then these whole box you saw were saying, focus on the next point, focus on the next point. And he just wouldn't, would he? No. So um would have been nice to see him. Well, he was the first Australian since Philippoussis to make a final. Would have been the first winner of a Wimbledon, or sorry, a Wimbledon final since Leighton, Leighton. Hewitt out of, outside of the big four. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Would Men's. Men's. Men's, sorry, I apologise. Um, but yeah, hope he's back. He's great for tennis. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, Beautiful. All right, like let's it. let's move on. Cobb, if for people that like listening to Cobb, Cobb's going to take this one. So in the <laughs> most recent sort of months, oh yeah, especially since the appointment of one B McCullum, Brendan McCullum. So we've bit seen, of cricket, bit of cricket, bit of cricket. We don't talk about cricket much during the uh, not you know the winter. So we're going to yeah, go it's good, for isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, England are sort of before our eyes. Are they changing the game, Cobb? Fucking hope they are. They have So what are they doing? In the nicest possible way, they have, I think, changed. So for those that aren't aware, England, when they came to Australia, 
They were probably one of the worst touring sides to ever come over to Australia in Test cricket that we'd ever seen. And that's including the 1990s abysmal teams that England would roll out with, and they were pretty shit themselves. But they have literally changed a couple of players if, and like revolutionised Test cricket in such a short period of time. Um, did, you watch any, did you watch any of the Test cricket against New Zealand or India of late deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. 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 Mm. So to have players like Alex Lees, for those cricket people, he was the stereotypical, when he made his debut against the West Indies, he was 20 off 90. 20 off 100, so very low strike rate in test cricket. Mm. Comes out in the most recent test against um, India, and he's gone 50 off 50. Mm. And he's running down the batsman, and he's just Ric Flairing, you know, just bats going everywhere. Woo! Um, and people are sitting there going, why Why after 12 overs in the test match are England's openers going at five and a half and over against Bumrah, Jadeja, Shami? And he saw the number one test side in the world, India, in my opinion, under some serious pressure. Isn't it just good for the game? Kobe always speaks. He's a non-cricket fan. The big knock on Test cricket is that it's boring. Like seeing a team go five and a half and over for a certain period of time, blokes like Johnny Bairst are absolutely dicking it. Oh, dicking it. Do you think this is the Brendan McCullum effect? Because this is how he wanted to play. Well, they're calling and it this Baz is how Ball. he's coaching. They're calling yeah. it Baz Ball. Um, Brendan McCullum's nickname being Baz. But um, it's, it's a flip of a coin. Like there's a few times when England were four for thirty. Ben Stokes comes out to bat, quick fire, fifteen twenty, and he gets out running down the wicket, hitting it to mid off, and it's the twentieth over of the Test match. Mm. So, but it's that reassurance and clarity that players like McCullum's just said, just go out there and have crack and just play with freedom. But I think it's just so nice and it's just different, and we haven't really seen it. Before, to mm. be brutally honest, seen it in one day cricket with Sri Lanka in the nineties, Australia early two thousands, and England of late. But from a Test cricket sense, why not just play positively all the time and put pressure on the opposition? Um, it's it's fantastic to see. Steve Smith came out recently, and he did say, not sure about how this Baz Ball game is going to work from England because he did he was quoted say it will be interesting to see how England go in the Ashes when you've got McCull- uh, sorry, when you've got Cummins. Hazelwood Stark coming in at you on a little bit of a green seamer on how Basball from England would actually work. But I think they're onto something. I think it's brilliant for the game. Um, do you think, Dill, that that sort of attacking mindset... Like, they chased down 380, which doesn't happen. Um, India's, I don't think, ever lost a game um, by over 350 runs when they've had that on the score, and they lost twice in the series against... England, I think it was, of the score exceeding 350. Do we think it's changed the game deal? Uh, yeah. and I th- so Do you think I've, it's sustainable is probably a better question. Is it sustainable? You I need th- the players. You need the players to do it. I, it's, it's tough. It's almost like, it's almost like you're, uh, you're, um, when do you want to play small ball in mm, the NBA? In the NBA, It's sure. not going to work against everyone. Yeah. Okay, but it's another dynamic yeah. which I think – is good for the game. Sure. That we can turn on test cricket. Yeah. And what's this? Mm. We're consistently going at five and over. I don't actually think... I don't think that it will draw people... Sorry. I don't think it will draw non-test cricket watchers to test cricket. Sure. Because I think those are the people that you turn it on and everyone's in white. And even though they're going at five and a half and over, the first four balls have been blocked and they're mm. like, that's test cricket. Mm. doesn't matter if they're going at five. It could draw people back, for sure. Mm. People that have sort of lost a bit of yep, sure. love for it, yep. sort of. They're, I just can't do it. Oh, what's that? Five and a half and over? I can yep. watch these white, pe- the white people. Watch these people wearing white um, <laughs> yep. smack the ball around. And also just for like us cricket nuffies, it is then just another dynamic to test mm. cricket that we can appreciate. Mm. Not everyone's going to like it, but I can guarantee when it comes, even the people that hate it, when it comes off, they're not moving off their chair. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like they might hate it. Oh, he's going to throw his wicket away. He's just hit a 140 off 100 rocks in yep. Test cricket. You're not moving off the chair. Richard I think Pan- it's great. Richard Pant was the same thing, counter-attacking yep. sort of cricket um, and how entertaining that was. But all, almost this new style that England's rolled out with gives a little bit of hope for the one Glenn Maxwell, if you ask me. He was rumoured to play in the second test against Sri Lanka. Should have. Um, obviously looking at the first, uh, second test results so far. But um, he's, our, he's our Johnny Bairstow. He's our um, Ben Stokes, essentially, when it comes to a counter-attacking sense. But it'll be interesting when the Ashes roll around. It seems to be Baz Ball of England 
versing the traditional style against Australia. But here we go, Cobb. Go, mate. I'm going to give you a scenario. Oh, oh here is it a hypothetical though? No. It's, okay. Oh, it slight is a not. It is a not. Go, go. Australia are currently five for one fifteen. Yep. Against Sri Lanka. Can I answer this too? Mm, yes. We'll see how you go. They are currently five for one fifteen against Sri Lanka. All five openers are out. Well, you top got, five batsmen. Yep. Yep. You got Cam, yeah, sorry. You got Cam Green and Alex Carey in. They are still seventy five runs behind. Would you like to see baseball right now? Well, this is my. You need. To have that's the, what I mean. Small ball, like you need you, the players to do it. Yep. So that's the the catch twenty two. Well, that's it. the thing. I reckon Alex like, Carey is a perfect player that could do. Cam something Green, like I this. think as well. Cam Green as well. Um, and you're already five down. You're not making a big enough total. Yep. I think you've it's well obviously oh, we're not watching it, but it's probably I'm guessing most of the wickets are coming from spin here. Mm. So um yeah, look if there's ever time to go a bit of baseball, try to get a second innings lead, yep. mm. be right now. But it's a perfect opportunity. It's the counter counter attacking style, it's different in subcontinental conditions because the is, ball literally course. goes sideways. But mm. but the Australian guys have said this whole test have said yep. we're gonna get out eventually. Yep. So we may as well just yep. Play. Well, it might be the right time to um, take Murali and Lasith on. Um, oh, yeah. Lasith who? Lasith who? Lasith Malinga. Yeah. Oh, well done. Um, Do you know who Chaminda is? Uh, Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> Charmander. Charmander. You've done all right there. Um, but I think it's refreshing for the game and I hope, Dill, this is going to build up for what should be a fantastic Asher series in England next year. Yep. Excellent. I might go. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. It'll be brilliant. Um, can you read something out for us? Reserves tour. Go. Mm. What am I reading out? Go the on. message. What message? Oh, so you oh read, yes. yeah. Read out the message. Is this a little bit of a segue of um, sports? Yeah, we're going into the footy. We're now. going into the footy. Look, not like we rock up. Furry have a big win. Eagles get four. Eagles get whacked. Eagles get whacked. We got one subtopic. This and then Cobb's gonna have. It's a getting bit a bit of, boring at the then, moment, and isn't then, it? And then Cobb's gonna have a little. Uh, he's gonna talk about himself a bit. So let's start with this. We'll, we'll go first. Freo in that third quarter. That's the best quarter of footy I've seen a Fremantle side play for a long time. Yeah, and considering you guys, they were elite. Dill, with a capital Dill, E. Can I just say something? Offensive pressure. Mm-mm, Dill, mm-mm. is it just me? But does Kobe every second week say that's the best quarter, best <laughs> football Fremantle <laughs> has ever played? Every week. Do you sit here with your dick in your hand? Yes, you do. No, I don't actually. Anyway. Because that's disrespectful to your house and your cat. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've got a message from... Um, Can you speak to the microphone? We've got Sid. Sid has sent us <laughs> <in> a message. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is actually Sid. Um, Eagles goalless quarters this year. There's one, two... Speaking of the microphone, code. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. Yep. That's a lot. Yep. I don't really care for this stat, but Sid has sent it in. So Sid is also known. What was that first message though? First part of the message. Um, he said, "Use it however you wish." Yeah. Fuck Dylan. Fuck Cobbley. <laughs> fuck the Eagles. <laughs> so, so my, I like it better when the Eagles are good. So, I, so I'm, I'm just going to quickly this. go Trent here. So no dramas with um, but you spot on. You can't deny facts. Eagles have been shit. All right. Yep. We've accepted that. Yeah, and we're not defending and West Coast in any way, shape, or form. Their performances this year has been abysmal. All we've asked them to do is have a crack, and they've been doing that. Their better first of half late. was okay on the weekend. No, no, their, no. First quarter, their was second horrible, quarter mate. was almost elite. Yes, it was almost. They Eagles didn't score of old. in the first quarter. It was they? Eagles of old almost that second quarter. But Trent, how? And this is not towards you, Kobe, but I need to say it for the sake of it. You're in the AFL to win premierships, oh. and Fremantle have won none. No. So don't fucking pipe up. No, 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 no. Don't fucking pipe. It's the old argument. Oh, well, well it's all they've got. It's all they've got. For someone, for someone that has been harsh on the Eagles on this pod while I haven't been. He's been riding for a he's little this year, hasn't he? He's allowed to say that because mm. he is usually quite tough. And I'll Don't, don't. So this is my thing with Fremantle. Don't friends. yell at oh, me. No, no, I'm just making a point here. It's not me. All right. I have never been more off West Coast in my entire life than right now. But don't fucking point fingers at an organisation for how they're going right now and when say they're shit. they've been so successful. When f- it's one of... But we're on the exact let, let same, go, point. Let me go. We're on the same point. But don't, don't whack an organisation for being down right now for a small period of time. You could argue two, three years. When arguably Fremantle, 75%... Of their duration in the league has been irrelevant. Has been not competing for yep. it yet. Well, and really, other than maybe six of maybe give maybe me we'll, we'll give say me, seven years of the twenty-five we've been. Give me. I'm more than happy to go. Twenty-seven. Sorry, Ross Lyon era. Here. 
obviously first half. More than happy to have a discussion around mid two thousands as well. When I would honestly creating. say, all right, two thousand six, yep. Ross Lyon, and this year. Yep. So that's about seven years. But don't say fuck the Eagles. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm just going at Trent here. Don't right? stop. Well, stop looking at me. Real for a minute. I'll talk to you then. <laughs> all right. So I'm just saying, if you were a Collingwood fan. Or you were a Carlton fan, Essendon fan, and yes, they've got a long history, but they've had success in their time. Fremantle, unfortunately, along with Gold Coast that- and GWS, have had none. And that's just the facts. I'm not making up shit, and I'm not oh. being biased. They are the facts. You know else you could say are successless? St Kilda. Haven't been fucking relevant forever. They probably, and look at them, they might miss the eight again, so you're going to fucking crack them? The big thing they is they haven't won in 50, 60 years. I hope to God. 60. Ooh. 60, 66 yeah. years. Longest, longest drought. I think Fremantle have a fantastic chance to go deep in the finals. Personally, and I've said it on the pod before, I don't think they win a final this year. That's just my opinion. Their profile's a little bit... Mm, that's just my call. But look in the mirror first, Dill. Yeah. Look in the mirror first. Look after your backyard first. And unfortunately... Do you think Trent looks in the mirror every morning? I know for a fact he takes his clothes off when he goes to the toilet. <laughs> so, I <don't> <laughs> so I know exactly, <laughs> exactly that he I does that. I pushed you into that. But yeah. um, um, I'm not going to go as hard because that was a great, that was Cobb's bake almost. But yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't comprehend how a club, yes, we've fallen off, and yes, it's definitely on our own accord. Yep. And then we've had some bad luck, as all clubs that are down the bottom do. Mm-hmm. You think I, I think it's pretty bad luck. Almost how Horn Francis sort of looked like the poster boy, and then sort of mm. fucked it. Like I think that's I don't think that's on North that yeah. much. I think yeah. you know that happens, but yeah, just like it's our it's like it's our first season in you know eight nine years where we've gone. Yeah, we're just a genuine basket case. Mm. And the last time that happened, I think we were in the where we were in the bottom four for yep. like. One two year. or three years, and then we progressed to make two grand finals. Win what? Like it's sure. just like it's well, just won, so. It's just so. Like, I can't. Okay, comprehend let's do. It. Let's. You won the, the spoon twenty ten, and then made a prelim twenty eleven. Oh nine was very low, and I yep. think oh eight was low as well. Yep. Mm. Um, let's speak about some clubs that have done the rebuild, or I wouldn't say the rebuild, but they've sort of been the poster boys with it. You look at Sydney. Sydney. They've probably Frio. been the only one. Oh, of late, yeah. But like, you look at. There's teams that do it a bit differently. So you look at Carlton were irrelevant for fucking who knows how long and have that many one number one draft picks, and that hasn't really helped them. But look at Geelong. Geelong... They just I keep retooling. They just keep retooling. So each club has a different way of operating and going through bits and pieces. Fremantle setting themselves up for the long haul with the list that they have. I don't think the Eagles are in the, the boat where they can retool. But the thing is for they me... They need to start clearing Agreed. That. But the thing is for me is yeah, that this, this, we, is, this is... We've done it before. This That's is, what yeah. we've done before. It, it won't take as that, long as like, this is, some clubs. This is stock standard, a team at the top of the table, go through a period of success, and then they bottom out. It it's happens to happens. It happens oh. to nearly every organisation. It's been amplified by the last couple of years of the Eagles not being... Prim, real premiership but some, some of their but yeah. thinking they were some of their decisions we could all see it coming one yeah. fucking flag in, in 2018 it's only four yep. years ago yep. exactly but then so some of the decisions that they've made since have put them into this situation and that's usually what sort of happens um, shit Collingwood made a grand final in 2018 and they were fucking horrible last year you know what I mean so and now they've retooled a little bit and they're going alright had to sack their coach had to sack a lot of people, yeah. move a lot of players Which, on. So yeah, at the end of the day, is what the Eagles have so got yeah, if I, if we, to do. If you know, if for some unfortunate reason we're still doing this pod in six years, yep, we will be. Some the, unfortunate <laughs> reason, <laughs> and the Eagles have not got out of the bottom four, and we're sitting here on the eleventh of July, twenty twenty-eight, and the Eagles have not came out of the bottom four since then. Yeah, you can probably you can probably crack us. Yep. Constantly and remind us I that the glory days are over. But one year, one year of bottoming out, yeah. which re- happens in rebuilds. You got to understand, like you said, even the Sydney mate, even the Sydney rebuild that you yep. that you, it was a two year thing. But they still were in like the bottom four. Yep. yep. They still had to get Logan McDonald with a top three, no top, top three six. pick. Yep. Top three pick. Yep. No, he's Wasn't he six? Pick three. Yep. Like that's what we're saying. Like, and I've I've. Um, oh yeah, it was. I have not congratulated, like, said how well Sydney did that. Yep. And I don't think Eagles are going to be able to do that. But they were literally bottom four. 
mm. just a couple of years ago. It happens. Yep. So you crack a team like while they're down like now, it's just pathetic. Yep. Oh, pathetic. Pop that, Sid. Well, he said, but like the, me. But Fuck the thing Fitty. is, and just finally on West Coast, the first part of the season, can't deny, horrible moments um, throughout. And that was that, it comes down to a combination of many things, as it does with most average teams. But the game on the weekend, deal, we were scoreless in the first quarter and we came back and made it extremely competitive in the second. So that's something that we hadn't necessarily seen from a West Coast side this far, so far this season, an actual genuine fight back and actually on the scoreboard as well. So um, that was good to see. They were never going to beat Carlton at all, in my opinion, um, throughout that whole game. Um, but, hey, it was good to see a little bit of ticker from the boys for at least a period of time after such a shit start. Yep. All right, we're going to move into the next little topic. So this is something that... Well, I think Trent might have got what he wanted there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, quietly. He, I think <laughs> he, he went fishing and he caught a big one. <laughs> I think he did. Um, but, so this... We could talk about this topic sort of week in, week out. We're bringing up here Jack Ginovan, all right? Yep. So the reason we're bringing him up is because there is almost people and pundits and reporters out there that saying he is pretty much tainting his on-field image at a very, you know, very young... Mm-hmm. You know, spot in his career. Yep. We're talking about the drop in the knees slash ducking slash head high contact that he is almost creating himself. Now, what? What? Simple question. What are our thoughts on it? I am all for it, mate. I really am all for it, and I would be so like to catch twenty two. I know I've said on the pod previously that we need to take head high contact seriously on players, but. As an AFL, like, I could see the AFL next season going off track record, seeing them go, you're not allowed to do that. We're going to bring in rules saying that you're not allowed to duck to the extent that Ginevan's already doing. I wouldn't like them to do that. I want players to be able, if they're able to, and perfect this skill as if Ginevan, as Ginevan has, keep doing it. It's a skill of the game. Isn't it good? Like, it creates a bit of a talking point around it. We don't want players being robots, but I understand there's a safety element as well. Cobb? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go you here. Oh, please. Because I'm all for it. Okay, you're yeah. saying... Okay, no, yep, I, yep, yep. I, honestly, I think they are shit tackles. Sure. The amount... So you look at so, the contact. So sometimes there is even... There's not even any contact on the arm. Yep. Sometimes it's just a full-blown headlock. Sure. Okay? Sometimes the contact is slightly below the shoulder and the slight drop of the knees with a bit of an arm raise yep. flicks it high. They're shit tackles, mate. Mm. Okay. If you are grabbing him around the elbow, elbow yep. slash waist, they are not mm. going to slip high. Mm. And the thing is as well, can we just also add in the element that he's going down and getting the footy? Yep. So how about the other person get to the football first? Sure. And then he's done the hard work to get to the footy and he's taken his spot on the floor, sort of his centre of gravity and using it to his advantage. Yep. And, mate, like I said, some of these tackles Agreed. are shit, mate. Yeah. Just shit. honestly, at this point, just go for the hips. If he ducks, you're going to take his head off. <laughs> Cop it. Yeah. But this is the thing the AFL, for my, in my opinion, need to be really careful on is not fixing too many rules or changing too many rules based off public opinion. This is a skill, and this is honestly Jack Ginnivan's game. It's a skill. It is a skill. So if It's always if, been a skill. If they take this out, so Luke Shuey and Joel Sell would have done it yesteryear. All right, that was one of the things that they pretty much bought in. Um, but if you take out, take this away from Jack Ginnivan, then you're taking away a bit of what Jack Ginnivan is as a player. Um, you might not like it, might not agree with it, but it's a fucking skill, mate. And yeah. it should be praised. Um, but then, of course, you have that grey line where what's too far when it comes yeah. to head-high contact. And see, like, and that's the thing, like Luke, Shui, like you said, Luke Shuey and Joel Selwood, like, Sort of the kings of it, mm. but Luke Shuey always got criticised because of the how well the he worked the arm. Yep. and it's once again, it's even just like it's almost just a bit of fucking human bile, mate. Yep. If you have your hand slightly below the shoulder, yep. the sort of like he has leverage mm. to swing up. If you have the arm, physics. Yeah, we, if, we actually have physical you, demonstrations being done by you, Deal here. If you have the hand on the shoulder, I'm oh, sorry, on the, the elbow. elbow yeah, it is. Or, like he can't get that hand up because yeah. he doesn't have the leverage to get it up. Yeah. So they're shit tackles. But it's also it's another thing as well. So thing I laugh with too, Dill. You, what did what happened when Dustin Martin started started fending people off? You know what I mean? guess, guess what? Guess what? Team started to do. They started to train to how to tackle Dustin Martin with the yes. fend off. 
now it's another thing. Jack mm. Gillivan, he gets 17 free kicks. He's leading the Correct, NFL. Correct, Cobb. Oh, I honestly, mate. You're a flop. You this, are a Honestly, at this, at this point, I just think head. we should start training the kids. No. It's almost like you should train the kids to go for the hips. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But we could also teach kids how not to end up like a fuckhead like you, mate. I reckon that's one thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bang. That's uncalled for. Nah, I nah. think in this next segment, you might cop a bit. <laughs> I don't give a shit, mate, because I know I'm right. So oh. I'm just saying that. All right. Um, why do you do this? No, why do you do this? People don't enjoy this. No, people don't enjoy you sometimes, mate. Oh, I can tell you they do. Multiverse. So, moving on from that, you had some, you have some things just, to say. I want to pump myself up. You have some things to say. Yep. We're actually running out of time. No, we're not. I just want to, <laughs> no, we're not. So, give me my time. I just want to highlight some things that I've gotten right over the uh, last period of time. So, Dill, where's Port Adelaide currently on the ladder? 12th. Did anyone predict them to finish? Not 13th, not 11th, 12th. Port yeah, Adelaide? With yeah. five games ago, they are 12th. Yeah. And yep. did I cop a bit of flack for that? Um, I did. It was just differing opinions, yeah, yes. People said you're fucking high. I can't believe I'm allowing this, guy. Yeah, you are. So, Tommy Dawson, you, you've been a this strong This is just a self-pumper. Strong it's ridiculous, supporter, isn't it? But people say that I... Or Riley Marangoni, all you say apparently is I have shit calls, mate. You do. All right. Another thing I just want to state as well, a um, couple... Oh, this might be about a year ago, the pod. Last off-season, should I say. Said that Collingwood's trade period of Adam Trelaw out, Tom Phillips out, Jaden Stevenson out, would actually help the club long-term. Not me or Dylan I copped flack for this, saying, how on earth could you say this is going to help Collingwood long-term? And look at him now. You know what the thing is, though, with that? I honestly, that's almost a... I need proof of that mm-hmm. because... what. Because you also because contradict saying, yourself a lot. Because you're saying... No, I you put cop, facts on the table. You're saying it, you're, you cop flack for it being a long-term move. Now, we could have said that, but mm. I don't think your memory is much... I feel like it could have been you liked the move and we said, why do you like this move? They're going to come last. They came 17th last year. Mm-hmm. And then we might have talked about future where we then could have agreed. Mm-hmm. You do not have the facts to back <laughs> this up enough. All I'm saying is that people said... Hayden Cobley. And, hey, this is a point of me contradicting myself. Where did I say Collingwood were going to finish this year? Bottom four. Bottom four. All right, so there's a contradiction on myself. You owe a carton. Yeah, I owe a carton to Cody Hipper. You're a lucky man. But Pay up um, on your cartons, you flog. There was another one that I did well as well. I can't remember what it was. Shame. Fuck. <sighs> this is the hat trick. Go on, give it to us. <sighs> no, I can't remember what it was. Do you I remember what it was, Dill? I can't remember. Why would I remember? It's Might have like... saved it for next week. Cause oh, I don't think Australia is 7-5. There goes seven the five, fucking... Baz Ball, anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've lost it. That, that's me done, I think. Ben Green was to... stumped, so maybe mm. he was playing Baz Ball. Okay. Hang on. Oh, what was it? Can you hear that? Oh, silence. The world's smallest violin has been played. <laughs> yeah, I just want to... Just thanks, boys. I'll, I'll, I'll remember what it was, and I'll come back with it next week. Thank oh, you. Oh, done. Wow. Thank God. Done. <laughs> anyway. Uh, quiz time. <laughs> oh, got... Hang on, hang on. A bit of news that's come across my desk. Oh, sure. Um... The Wildcats have a new coach. Oh, yes, they do. How do you pronounce his last name? John Rilly. R-I-L-L-I-N. Hopefully, he's a really good coach. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, he played for the Bullets, the 36ers, the West Sydney Razorbacks. Uh, Penrith, he played in Greece. He played yep. again for the Razorbacks, and he played for Townsville and the Breakers. Yep. And he's so far coached Boise State in America okay. and Santa Barbara as an assistant. By all reports, this man used to torch the Wildcats back in the day. I don't remember him. Don't even know who he is, mate. Let's be fair. I don't remember him, to be fair. Probably because he retired in 2010. <laughs> but anything would be better than ScoMo, so. That is true. We'll see point. how we go. Hopefully we're back where we belong. Yes. Gentlemen. Yes. It is quiz time. Yes. Anything else before we get into this? No. No? No No news from you, Cobb? Uh, Nothing's come across your desk? Do you have any news? Because it feels like that you do. Uh... What are you doing about? <laughs> well, you're the one saying, is there anything else? No, I'm just trying to get it all out before we start. No, no we're good, out. mate. We're done. We're, we're done. done? We're all, all good. Right. Quiz time. Content over. Gentlemen, Dylan, I need your undivided attention. Undivided? Kobe, I also need your undivided attention. That is impossible, but I will divide. I have numerous questions here, and to be honest, I'm going to go with gut feel as to how many we're going to roll through. Okay. All right. I'll stop when I feel like... We've had enough or we've gone the distance. Okay, so we could go for an hour here. Could be. I'm happy with that. I I may as well just tell our listeners how many many questions I do have. 
I have 23. Fuck! 23? 23 questions. Shit. All right, so we could roll through all 23. We could do five. All right? Okay. Dylan, I want you to buzz in with D-Mace. D-Mace. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe, I just want you to go with Crisp. Crisp. That now was the my school login. Yes. Chris Kobe. D-Mace was my Kobe, the key no. thing. So, Dill, say it for us. D-Mace. Good. And Kobe. Crisp. Yep. So, the K is really particular for you for this. You if you don't idiot. say the K, you will not be logged in. Understood? Logged in. I will not be <laughs> logged, logged in. in. I think I still remember the password. Gentlemen. 36969. Oh, very good. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is something that I think is going to be really strong for both of you. There okay. are very easy questions within this quiz and there are very challenging questions. Okay, so it's not early 2000s footballers? It is 2010s NBA trivia. Okay. 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 We didn't speak about NBA today, so this fits perfect. Right. Deal might be strong here. All right, so we're going to have awards. We're going to have trades. We're going to have certain team accolades. There's going to be a vast range. You're pumping me up, but you're good at this. All right. Yeah, but I feel like any time after 2015, you've got me. All right. You've so, gentlemen. Me. You've got so me out to draw. I just want to say, obviously, 2010 to 2020. That is the Can decade we that we're check? talking about. Yep. Demos. Nothing in the last two years. That's not your buzzer. <laughs> That's not your buzzer. <laughs> All right. Crisp. So, crisp. Are we ready? Yes. All right. It's going to be very stereotypical. First in. So there's no special format. We're just answering these questions. Oh, 21 questions. If we get it wrong, it doesn't. Depending on the really difficult one. If it's a really difficult one, I'll allow it, but we'll play by ear. So are we ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. First question Which player won the most regular season MVP records in the decade? Demos. Three. I think you need to be able to answer straight away. LeBron Dave. Congratulations. I think you need good. to answer straight away. Yep, so you've got a three-second shot clock. Yeah, he just gave me three seconds and All I got right. it right. Oh, LeBron. that's a long three seconds. All right. So Inbound the bowl, Dylan. Oi, oi, I, I shot it and the buzzer went off. We've got 23 questions here, so come on. One nil. <laughs> okay. Question two. How many points did Kobe Bryant score in his final Do Chris K. Dylan. 60. 60. Very wait for the end of the question. I have to wait for the end of the question. Wait, wasn't it 61? It was 60. It was 60. All right, so I have to wait for the end of the question. Okay. All right, all right. Who do you play? Question Utah. three. Utah. Question three. Which player averaged a triple-double for at least one full season? Demos. Russell Westbrook. See, I told you. Deal's good at this. Oh, that's a nice easy start. Let's go back 10 years. Question four. Which three players were included in the Anthony Davis trade? Kriska. You haven't finished the question. Hey, you just did that before. I'll give allow it, but let me finish. Go. Are you finishing? Or no, like going? as in he means in future, let me finish. Oh, okay. Go. All right. So I was actually going to say to go from Los Angeles to Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, yes. Julius Randle, and Josh Hart. No. Incorrect. Damn. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. Very good. Oh! Dylan, that is fantastic. Well, how did right. Julius Randle end up there? At where? At New Orleans. I think he was a free agent. Free agent. And right? he went there with them. Uh, or he was already there. He was already the there, two. mate. Yeah. Yep. So very good deal. So that's uh, 4 0. Thank you all. All right, uh, five. This is worth two points. I'm copying One per a each. creaming here. <laughs> <laughs> two points each, so Kobe could get on the board here. Question five. The 2010 NBA Finals were played off between the Lakers and the Celtics. Which teams, though, did both teams need to beat in their respective conferences to advance to the NBA Finals? So to break it down further, who did the Celtics play in the East and beat, and who did the Lakers play in the West and beat? Chris Carr. Go. Boston beat Cleveland. Incorrect. Oh, no. 2010. 2010. Dylan. you got to be quick, my friend. Boston beat Detroit. No. Incorrect. Damn. Boston beat Orlando. Correct. Nice. One point Kobe. Dwight Howard and Rashad Lewis. Yes, um, with a little bit of Quinton Richardson. The Lakers the West. beat... Shot clock. Three. San Antonio. Incorrect. Mm. Who did the Lakers beat in 2010 to advance to the 2010 Finals. They Dylan. had him on the ropes. Five. It wasn't San Antonio. Four. Yeah. Three. Keep it going. Keep it going. Two. The Jazz. Incorrect. The yeah. Phoenix Suns. Correct. Dang. Kobe gets two. It was the Suns. It was one of the two. And the bloody Magic. Magic. Next one. This is. Score check. Four uh, two. Thank you. Four two. This is. There's a question within this. Sorry, there's an answer within this. And then there's a special point. <laughs> All right. Which is worth five. So okay. it's five points. Let's just do the fucking 23 questions. All right. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, which team did Damien Lillard 
eliminate with an iconic playoff Kushka. buzz. Kushka! Here's the I'm sorry! An iconic playoff buzzer beater. Kushka! Dylan has to answer. Why? No! A... Yes. <laughs> Question has to be answered. Who was the team? Oklahoma City Thunder. Congratulations. Thank Very you. good. That's one point. Thank you. I'll take I got right. too excited. You did. Relax, mate. Now, Dylan. Yep. Because you got the question right. Yep. You have first... Actually, no, I'm going to fucking do the buzzer again. Sorry, okay. mate. Okay. Back to level. <laughs> All right. Five to two. It's your quiz, brother. <laughs> Special point. Let me finish. Who was the player that Dame hit the shot on? Krista! Oh, no! Dylan got it. It's Paul George. Paul George, very good. Five points. Five of the big Dylan, ones. It's only because my name is so hard. Hey, people listening in the car. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Dylan, I'm what's sorry. the score check, mate? Uh, it he's 10-2. 10-2. What? I got five points. Probably a bit much for five That's points. That's a bit yeah. much. Hey, it was a hard question. It's his quiz. Give him 5-2 and a golden point. Kobe? This man does not know much about NBA early 2010. Something might be coming up like now. Which player won three Sixth Man of the Year awards between season 2010-11 and current, well, 2020? Chris Kerr. No. It was Dylan. No. It was Dylan. No. Who was it? Was it Manager Nobly? Incorrect. Oh. Lou Will. Well done. Oh, of course it was Lou Will. Kobe. Skip to the Lou. I did this purposely for you. There is a special point. So what was that worth, sorry? That was one point. All right, so 10 to 3. All right. We this, need to keep a tally. This one over. here, each answer. So okay. one is worth one point. Yeah. I think you'll get it. The other is worth five. Oh, my God. So Lou Will won three sixth man of the years. Mm-hmm. Do I get first choice of this? Because no, I got it right. No, back, to you, even, back to even. For the last five, one, it was a buzzer. Uh, I hope the, <laughs> hope the fans are liking this. Shit. So he won two sixth mans with one team. Mm-hmm. And he won the other with another team. Mm-hmm. Which were the two teams? Crisco. What on Kobe? I feel like no. you won't finish, bro. It's okay. He you won't it. finish, man. He got it. You have a lead shot. I've got, I've got a longer name. I've got to get in. Off you go. The Clippers? Is the one point. The next one's the five points. Oh, I he don't won remember two him that mans. far away. He won the two sixth mans. And you know that your name being length doesn't matter. If you start the <laughs> word first, yeah, you right. win. He's right. Okay. For someone so who, stop falling for that. For someone who talks a lot, you're doing really shit at this quiz buzzing in. Who's Count the, him down. Who, I got it. Who's the second team? Five. It's a three. The Bulls. Incorrect. Damn. Incorrect. No, he never played for the Rockets. Yes, he definitely did. He got traded from the Rockets to the Clippers for Paul George. Sorry for Chris Paul. Gentlemen, you better hurry up. Who? This is worth five points. If you don't get it, it's not going to either of you. I thought it was the Houston Rockets. Not the Rockets. I'm trying to remember where he won it in season 2014 slash 15. Who did Lou Will play for that season where he won the sixth man of the year? Mm, ben Stockton, I guarantee, is rocking in his chair right now going, well, was what the hell? was that the Clippers, and I honestly don't remember him. Next buzz in wins. Anywhere from there to when he played at Atlanta. Shot clock. Three. Dumas. Yes. Now give me another shot clock to answer. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Sacramento Kings. Incorrect. No. Kobe, last chance. Last guess. Minnesota. Incorrect. Gentlemen, you both didn't get the five points. It was at the Raptors. Oh, shit. <laughs> Right, so what is that? Is that 10-4? 10-4. Right. That's why I don't remember. All right. How you doing? <laughs> Look, he's actually got the score <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> really appreciate that, deal. All right, next question, gentlemen. Um, this is question number eight. Question number eight. Well, maybe we can't go 23. We'll see how maybe, we go. Maybe save, if this is eight and it's 10-4. Let's keep playing, Dylan. We'll sell, sorry, sir. my yep, quiz, not that's yours. That's your quiz. I'm it's sorry. Cobb's quiz. In the decade. Take a point off him. In the decade. Off. I need your undivided attention. Oh, sorry. Sorry. In the decade. Which player became and still is the all-time leader in points for the Memphis Grizzlies? Chris Kerr. Kobe. Mark Gasol. Incorrect. <gasps> what? Who the fuck is it? Demas. Go Demas. Oh, oh, Mike Conley. Correct. Oh, now, very that's a really good. good. Point. One point. One point. Very well. Very well All done. Right. Question nine. That's okay. I'm One okay point with that. question. One point question. Which player, who was the main player, should I say? Who was traded in the Kawhi Leonard deal? Demas. Demar Derozan. Congratulations, what? Dylan. Very what are you good. Doing? Nice and easy one there, gentlemen. All right. It's just such a hard thing to get out. Right. So, gentlemen. <laughs> Give him. Wait, sorry. Can I do a formal request? Off you go. Give him an easier fucking buzzer. Cobes. Cobes. Happy with Cobes. Here we go, this mate. This is so easy. All right. Okay, gentlemen. Question ten. Mm-hmm. This is worth five points. Okay. Ooh. One point for each. You'll, see, you'll see why. The Dallas Mavericks won the 2011 NBA Championship over the Miami Heat in six games. In game six, though, 
What was the Dallas Mavericks starting five? Cobes. Jason Terry. Incorrect. Oh. Straight to Dylan. Shit. All right, so we got one point for each correct. Dirk. He was there. One wasn't point. He? Tyson Chandler. Two points. Why did I start? Jason with that? Kidd. Three points. Um, um, oh, what's his name? Kobe, um, this is an opportunity for you to get the remaining two if Dylan gets one incorrect here. So I've got three points. You've sorry. got three points. Chock lock. Three, two, Stevenson. One. Incorrect. Sean Marion. Yep. That's who I was That's thinking one. of. Mong. The ugliest Dylan. shot ever. Who's the other one? <sighs> well, we got a center. You got a powerful one. You got a three. Small forward. Two. JJ Barea. Correct. Very good from you, Kobe. Damn, right. Sean Marion. That's who I was thinking of. S, S. Gentlemen, next one. Question 11. It is 15 to 6. 15 to 6. So you might need to do something about this. Right. Ten-pointer. <laughs> Out of these four players, which one never made an all-star team in the 2010s? Carl mm. anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Roy Hibbard, Darren Williams. Cobes. Cat. Incorrect. Oh. Williams. In the 2010s. Incorrect. Gobert. Correct. Nice. Rudy Gobert wow. did not make what a... What was that worth, sorry? Ten. That was worth one point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gentlemen. Wow. Hmm. Because you remember Roy had that one good year when they made the Eastern Finals. All right. There's two questions left. All, All right. right. We're going to save this point, point score, and we're going to bring it over into next week. Oh, a two-part quiz. Two-part quiz. I'm all for that. All right. Wow. So, gentlemen, I'm going to go... Like then it. he's going to adjust the points to make it... Impossible for you to win. Mm. I'm going to go two difficult questions to finish. Difficult. Oh, mm, difficult. Right. Are they extra points or? No, just one. Oh, oh. I might give them two actually. Two, I'll give them two, two. two. Oh, good, right. Right. good, good. Small, small. Put Put a dent in the lead. Are we ready? You should, be, you should be a used car salesman. That was really good. Then. Mm. Are we ready? Not a new car what? salesman. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the player who was the first to win the most improved player award? who was born from outside America and Europe. So let me just clarify quickly. This player was not born in America and not born in Europe and was the first player from outside those areas to win the most improved player. Damas, Pascal Siakam. Congratulations, Dylan. Two points. Extra point. Extra point if you can guess which country. Oh, shit. Um, Cobes. Go. He's from Cameroon. Well done. That's a point to Kobe. Put it in. That was a bit of a snake. Very good. It's all still good. Him and Joe Embiid. Yeah. Right. That Final would be a good one. team. Yeah, if only they fucking play. Final yeah. one. I'm actually almost tempted to give this five because I don't think either of you do it. Do it. Do it. Make it five. Fuck do it. It's seventeen eight at the moment. Good. Are you ready? This could end it. I could if I get this, it could end it. I'll make Which it player was the cornerstone piece to the Blake Griffin trade that sent him from the Clippers to Detroit? Dumas. Tobias Harris. Congratulations, Dylan. Five points. Trades. Kobe. I'm never going to get him. Unbelievable. <laughs> Does anyone want to do him in trades? Do you want, do you want one more? Do you want one more? No, no. We'll okay. Do we'll one that's there. not a trade. Make it 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll no I'm going to hold it there. So yeah. let's get a quick little score check heading into next week, Dylan. 22-15. Uh, 22 to 8. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's so, not what I heard. I heard 22-21. No, no, no. 22 to 8. And there's a couple of interesting questions, a couple of trades, all right? And there's definitely one there that I don't reckon either of you are going to get. Who did well, we you win? said that about that one. Hey. And Dill had it on the top of his fucking noggin. Uh, it's a trade that I almost guarantee Kobe will get and Dylan will not. All righty. Thank you, ladies and they gentlemen. They don't exist. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Be excited for the quiz. See you, Trent.